you have probably heard the, the term NFT. You've probably heard of crypto. You've probably heard of Web 3.0. Like you've heard of all these terms, or at least you're starting to hear more of these terms being floated around in the business and entrepreneurial world. And today we're going to dive into it specifically around NFTs. And we have Vince Warnock here, who is an award-winning marketing and visibility coach, someone who's passionate about crypto and NFTs. And so am I, but I have to admit, this is not my area of expertise. It's something that I'm learning about. We are all going to learn a ton from Vince today. But the reason why we wanted to broach this on Cashing on Camera Vince is because I don't think this is something we can ignore. Like we can't ignore this anymore. As business owners, we've got to embrace this idea of NFTs. So why don't we kind of start there? Why don't we start with the basics of what is an NFT? And welcome to the show, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for having me here, Cheryl. The worst question to ever ask anyone that's into NFTs is what is an NFT? Because there's so many different different. Can I just say this before we start, before you answer? When I was thinking about this conversation, I always do a little bit of prep and I kind of rehearse a little bit about what I want to say. And yeah. I had to look and I thought, okay, how am I going to even understand this enough to be able to have this conversation? So I did, I Googled it. What is an NFT? And the way it describes it is that it's like non-interchangeable unit of data that's stored on the blockchain. So then I'm like, okay, we still don't really know what it is. No. So the NFT, for those that want to know, it stands for non-fungible token, which is the stupidest term ever. But essentially what it means is something that is unique. And if you think about it from this perspective, a fungible token or anything that is fungible is things like money. Like if you had a $20 bill and I gave you a $20 bill, Cheryl, other than the fact you'd smile, um, that means if I gave you that $20 bill and said, you pay that back to me at some point, you don't have to hang on to that $20 bill. You can go and spend that somewhere, come back with a different $20 bill and give that to me or two tens, four fives, whatever. It's something that has unique and non-unique value out there. Whereas a non-fungible token, so something that is non-fungible is like a piece of art is like the collectible baseball cards. So I used to collect comic books and you would get a comic book with some kind of weird de defect on it that would be worth a lot of money. That is one of a kind. That is something that is unique. And that's what a non-fungible token is. And the other key word in there is token, because when anyone thinks about NFTs, all they think about is the shiny, the glossy, the 14 year olds becoming millionaires and you know, some basketball player paying $1.4 million for a little picture, a digital little, wallet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what they don't see is what is actually underneath. And that's what the power is. Because as you said, these sit on the blockchain. So essentially that picture that they bought of an ape in this case, is actually a token, a unique token, a one-of-a-kind token that enables you to have access to something. That could be a membership, that could be access to something unique, it could be access to a future roadmap, etc. So a good example for all of you is around conferences. So I'm running a conference later this year, and as part of that, we thought, hey, we're going to do something a little bit different. So you can buy a ticket to the conference. Um, you can then pay for the VIP where you get access to all the videos afterwards and all these kind of things. Or what about if you could buy this thing called an NFT? And it's a unique token that as long as you hold that token, you get access to every conference we run from that date onwards. Or you also get access to a mastermind that we're running later in the year. And as long as you hold that token, you just have automatic access to that. And then the beauty of that is you're at some point you go, you know what, I don't need this mastermind anymore, but I'm still holding this token. Well, now this has unique value. I'm going to sell that. So you sell it on what's called the secondary markets. They go out there and they sell this. And as a result, somebody else who goes, oh, I would love to have access to that mastermind. Now I can purchase that off. You make money. But here's the thing, as a creator, as an entrepreneur, 
I'm selling these tickets. These tickets become more and more valuable as you know, people get more interest in them and there are less available, so it's all supply and demand. But the moment that they sell that off to somebody else, I also get commissions on that sale. So as entrepreneurs, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. And we're so used to the traditional way of doing things. And you mentioned events, yep. which I'm glad that you brought up because I think a lot of business owners can at least remember back to when we had live events, but now we're doing virtual events. <laughs> of all Live events, yeah. And so we can relate to that. But this idea of putting an NFT or a token in front of that opens up a whole world of opportunity. And to your point, if yeah. the smart contract that is related to that NFT is set up in such a way by the creator that there's a royalty that comes back to you for every transaction in the future that happens. Yep. That's really intriguing because yep. now you have this kind of opportunity for frankly, recurring income forevermore. Yep. And yep. these contracts can last, they're meant to last forever. They're, they're permanent. Well, that's the key as well, because um, yeah. I still remember having this discussion with a guy who he was very anti NFTs and he said to me, you know, what's the point of an NFT event? Why blah, 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 and all this? And I gave the example of conferences. I also said there's another aspect of it, which is the bit that most people know, which is the collectible nature of it. So yeah, this is so why, exactly. And actually in that, by the way, my favorite NFT ever that I've purchased is called Moonshot. It is an Italian singer who is based in the US now, and she has the most beautiful voice ever. And what she did is she put out a collection of her songs with custom artwork done by her dad. And her dad is uh, Disney artists and put out these NFTs and you buy them. And when you buy them, you get access to that song, but you can use that song anywhere you want. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm in love with that song. It is so cool. And so for me, that is something that is collectible. I, I own that. That is my song now. So there's that aspect of it. And then of course is the other aspect of NFTs. So you've got the the membership side of things, you know, the proof of attendance, all those kind of things. You've got the artwork, the collectible side of it, but you also have this concept called ownership. A good case study for this, um, Cheryl, was there's a company actually in the US that are doing uh, recharge stations for electric vehicles. So they want to put these uh, in remote areas and things, but obviously they need a huge cash injection up front to build these machines, put them in these locations and things. Now they make money off these machines once they're in place. So they thought, well, we need that cash injection up front rather than go to venture capitalists, rather than go to all these investors who in some cases expect very high returns. What about we allow people to own this themselves? So they set up a series of NFTs for each of the stations that they want to build. And you invest in that. I think the NFTs were worth $1,500 or something like that. You would go and you'd buy this NFT. You'd have this little token. That recharge station is now named after you, which I think is cool. But also you get a percentage of the profits from that particular station. So you actually have the chance to give cash injection up front to these people to build these machines and you're going to reap the long-term profits from it. So it's almost shareholding. It's almost like stocks, but in a way that's far more accessible and far more involved from us as entrepreneurs. So there's some really exciting things, but I said that to him and he turned around and he goes, but why couldn't I just build that myself? And I said, yep, you could. And he goes, I could just build some kind of ongoing ticket that people have access to. I said, yep, you totally could. Where's that going to sit? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, how would you do that? And he goes, well, I'd set up a server and I'd put it on a server. And I said, cool. And who's paying for that server? You're paying, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. And I said, yeah. you're paying for as long as that server is alive, aren't you? 
and I said, so these sit on the blockchain, which means you're not paying for it. There's transaction fees when anyone sells them and things like that. But essentially, this is out there and it lives and it's automated for the rest of the life, which means as an entrepreneur, these royalties keep coming in for the rest of your life. That's the difference. Yeah, because yeah. he's right. He could go ahead and, and create something of his own. Right. But you're, yeah. you're right. It's the management side, the back end side of it that becomes, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. I'll need to have that live on a server. I'm going to have to pay for that. And who's going to manage yeah. that? And then yeah. what happens after I'm long gone? Who's managing it then after? So because it yeah. can continue in perpetuity. There's a lot that can be unpacked here. And for the purpose of this conversation, let's talk about how we all benefit from owning NFTs, but also how we can benefit as business owners to integrate NFTs into what we do. But we have to start with the, I believe, for our audience and understanding of what it is in the first place. I'm particularly excited from a brand building perspective, and you with as much marketing experience as you have, this idea of building a brand, building a name for yourself, building an audience, and the access piece of it. Like using yeah. NFTs for access, I think is particularly interesting. I don't know if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he's doing similar things too, right? Yep. And he's his NFT, to your point about the event, people can go to his event for three years and then have access to different things. You just show up and you, you can show and prove that you're yep. an owner of that NFT and you're into the VIP or you're into the event yep. or you have access to him or you have some type of mastermind with him. It's yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And he's just launched a few friends too, which I really want to get my hands on. Um, so, but uh, it's exactly that. But you have different levels of it as well. So it's not just going, okay, I've bought this NFT, so I now have access to his events. But you can literally have access to networking events with some of his top people or with some of his connections yeah. and things as well. So for us, it's almost like we're purchasing access to these people and their wider network and things as well. So it's quite exciting from that perspective. One thing I will say though, and I always have to say this up front when we're talking about the benefits of owning NFTs is um, there's a saying in the NFT world called DYOR, which is do your own research. You'll also hear do your own damn research as well, because the idea behind NFTs is there's so many different reasons why owning them is important or owning them is exciting for us. Some of them is the collectible nature of it. Some of them is there's one that I own, which is just this photo of a universe. So like this photo that's been taken by the Hubble Space Telescope. And it's just this beautiful piece. And I own that because I actually genuinely love that. And it's something that's special. Then you have other ones where you really like a specific artist. There's a lot of really famous artists now who are putting out exclusive NFTs. So this is like a one-on-one -on -one piece of art from them. So you're buying that because of your connection to them. There's also the utility. And what that means is when you purchase an NFT, it's like I said, it's a token which allows access to certain things. It may give you, as an example, it may give you access to real life events. I've seen ones that give you behind the scenes tours at concerts, one of them that gets you access to a counselor once a week. So you can actually, while you own the NFT, you can just, if you're having a really bad day, just connect with the counselor and go, I'm having a really bad day. So there's a lot of utility in this kind of access under that. There's a lot of gaming that's involved as well. A lot of game adding NFTs there to unlock certain things within games. So there's a utility layer. And for some of us, that's really exciting. The other thing, the other aspect of NFTs is the investment side. And this is where people like, for example, be friends too. Like Gary Vaynerchuk's put out this new NFT. There'll be a pile of us like myself who just want to get access to that to be in, to be, have access to Gary and his network. Then there'll be a bunch of them that are going, well, I'm actually going to buy a dozen of these because I know the value of these is going to go up and up. So I'm going to sell them off at different times and make a lot of money. And 
I've seen people make mega money off NFTs. But as with anything that involves investment, it's honestly, you can't predict in a lot of cases. And there are a lot of people that invested in a thing called Crypto Kitties. And they were like, Crypto Kitties, this is going to be the next board Ape Yacht Club. It's going to be huge. I'm going to invest in that. I know someone that poured $50,000 into Crypto oh. Kitties. And now they'll be worth about oh. Highly speculative. Absolutely. If you're just doing yeah. the trading game and if you're playing that yeah. game. Yeah, and I'm not interested in that side, so that's why yeah. I don't generally talk about that, and that's why I always emphasize do your own research. But for me, it really is around what's the community that's building around this, and what does that enable you? What is the utility around this, and what does that give you access to? And also, do you do you really like the story behind this? Do you really like the artwork? I mean, in reality, the Moonshot one I was talking about earlier, which is my favorite NFT I own, is just so cool. I'm probably not going to ever use that song in any of my marketing or anything like that. I'm probably never going to use it anywhere else, but the fact I own that, I just feel special, and it. it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I, so that's the benefit of owning an NFT. I love it. And for someone like you, you you're an award-winning marketing expert. I think you were one of the top 50 marketers in the world at one point. It's just when I see that and I see you diving into NFTs, it just further reinforces the fact that we all need to really pay attention to this. It's transformative. It's revolutionary. We're yep. going in a whole new world is coming and it's not going to take very long at the speed no. at which things are moving. If you look at the signs and, and so for me, I, even though I dive full in, like you said, I'm actually very cautious about a lot of the things I dive into. I love new technology. I love things like this. I've been researching NFTs since they started basically a year and a half ago. So it's yeah. really new technology. Which means for a lot of people, it's really inaccessible as well, because there's a lot of complexity to it and it's really confusing and they're like, I don't understand what is these different types of blockchain that we're talking about? What is all this technical? Ah, so it's really quite bad there. But if you look at what's happening in the market, right? Yes, there are NFTs that are skyrocketing in price. Yes, you've got Gary Vee and people like that out there. They're all the early adopters who are going, we're, we're rolling out our NFT series. But you've got major brands. You've got Amazon, you've got Netflix, you've got Starbucks, you've got Gucci, uh, Dior, you've got every sports, major sports outlet all going, how can we incorporate NFTs? And they all have building the NFT teams and they're serious about it. They're putting serious investment behind this. Um, then you look at what's happening outside of that. You look at the fact that Twitter has now become pretty much used to be the political landscape. Now it's just basically NFTs and crypto uh, because they're allowing you to actually use your little NFT, your little badge as your profile picture, which is cool. But then you now Instagram's just announced uh, as social media marketing world, they announced that they are not only allowing you to display your NFTs on Instagram, but also they're going to enable you to be able to buy NFTs through Instagram, which means it's going to be more accessible than ever to mainstream. So those of us that are in this early, those of us that are looking at how this could benefit our businesses, you're the ones that are going to win. And it's not too late. Everyone seems to think, oh, all the early adopters, all the board oh, yeah, I, Honestly, in, anytime someone says to you they're an NFT expert, ask them how long they've been in NFTs. They're probably going to say about six months. <laughs> so trust me, you've got time to catch up. It's not that bad. Yeah, I think that the idea behind it too is really only limited to your own imagination. And we yeah, haven't even yeah. dove into DAOs and oh, there's just oh, so yeah. much to, to dig into. Yeah. And DAOs are honestly, I steer clear of them personally just because there's a legal minefield around some of those. So for right. those who don't know, DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. So essentially it is structuring your company around NFTs for want of a better term, but you're structuring it around this so people have ownership in it. But of course, from most of our business laws are based around accountability. 
and responsibility and when you don't have a person that's accountable in an organization then you've got chaos so <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of things that need to be shifted legally and in the mindset of different people it's a lot of different thinking and for me it's oh my head hurts i'm going to park that over there for right. later so i'll let some other experts work that one out and then come back to me and go this is how it works okay, cool, cool. well i love this and i think we could probably chat about nfts for a long time and, mm. and i'm learning as i go as well i've been listening to podcasts i read yeah. articles i'm just starting to really dive into this idea. I've, I've purchased one NFT so far, Nine Panthers. I have one, I have a wallet. And they, that whole process I did on my own through just trying to cobble together yeah. articles and information and YouTube videos and what have you. But my understanding is that you have taken it upon yourself to try to make that process easier for people to better yeah. understand. Can you explain? Yeah, well, uh, so one of the things I'm doing this year, we're well, doing a lot of things this year around NFTs because it's far too exciting, but, but we've got some big launches coming up later in the year. And one of the things we realized is you can either rely on the current NFT community and you're getting them on board with the project, getting them excited about it. But I thought this is something that is so much more accessible to people that aren't yet in NFTs. And like most entrepreneurs I talk to, they're all like, I've heard of it. I know a little bit about it. I'm curious about it, but it's also quite overwhelming. So we thought, well, why don't we just help people? So we're setting up a series of uh, five day challenges. So the first one's coming up on the ninth and essentially over the five days, you just do an hour per day for those five days. We're going to teach you every aspect of NFTs. We're going to teach you what they are, what the use cases are, how they apply to us as entrepreneur, how you can think different about them. And on each of those days, as we educate you around NFTs, you have a little piece of homework, which is setting up your wallet. And we'll show you exactly what to do there. The next one will be connecting it to OpenSea, which is like a marketplace to be able to purchase NFTs. And it will take you through all the different steps required so that you can enter into that world in a way that isn't overwhelming, a way that isn't like non-inclusive. Because a lot of times when you're talking to other NFT people, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you just got to do this and this. And you're looking at them going, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they don't really want to help you. So we want to make it as easy as possible. And at the end of it, to reward you, you actually get your own NFT. You get a free NFT from us, which is a, a series I set up specifically for this kind of thing. It's called the Kanji Club. And it's, it's a cool piece of art, which is a Japanese characterization. Okay. Uh, and we've got the different ones, wealth, health, happiness, and luck. So you own this, you put this in your wallet and it gives you access to a book club. So once a month, you get a new ebook that's a business related or entrepreneurial related book. Then you get access to the book club events, which is once a quarter where we bring you together, a bunch of you together that are holders that own these NFTs with the authors themselves who can talk you through their journey, answer your questions and just cool stuff like that. So our idea is just to educate in a really empowering way, in a really accessible way to everybody. And, and I love that you're doing this because this is what we need from marketers like yourself and leaders in this space and people who are diving in and who are further along the path for those of us who want to learn. But we, we need to start moving in that direction. We can't just start jumping into NFTs without having some of the fundamental things in place, like no. having a wallet. So yeah. I love that you're doing that. And I'm glad that we're able to bring this to our community and encourage them to, to take part in this five-day challenge that you have coming up. And where do they find information about that? Is it through your um, website? There will be a link on my website, okay. which is going live today. But they can just also go to Christmas Ninjas at christmasninjanft.com as well, which is where it will be. But if you come to the website, nice, um, then there'll be a link right at the top up there, which will say the Christmas Ninja NFT and the five day challenge. So I'll put it okay. right at the top there for all of okay. you. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm really excited to know more about NFTs and I'm learning as I go. I just yeah. don't think we can deny this anymore. This is well, a reality. It, 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 
it actually solves a lot of like I, I look at my podcast for example Cheryl there's certain behaviors that we want with podcasts like we want people to listen to the episodes as soon as they come out essentially because it really does help our stats but it builds momentum as well and for platforms like Apple it goes hey these people are really hanging on every word that these people say every time an episode comes out they're listening straight away so we should put them in the recommendation engines we should be telling more people about this and that'll grow your audience so i'm thinking to myself how do i motivate people to listen as soon as possible and i could run competitions all these kind of things why don't i launch i'll be doing this later this year why don't i launch an nft series off the back of this why don't i just say if you listen to an episode within 48 hours of it going live then there'll be a code word in there that you can plug into a website get yourself a free nft and as fans of the show, you get to buy into this and you get to be a part of this ecosystem. You get access to a Discord, which is like a chat server where you can all talk with each other. But as you stack these things, as you earn more and more of them, you'll get access to merchandise. You'll get access to masterclasses that we run. In fact, if you get enough of them, you get a guest spot on the show. So it's actually driving the right behavior from your true fans. And this all comes back to that whole 1,000 true fans theory where you don't need millions of audience. You need a 1,000 people that are dedicated to who you are. And what better way to do that than to give them partial ownership in what you're doing so they can invest in you and see you grow as they grow with you. So it's really exciting. That whole piece that you just mentioned about engagement, community, reward, is yeah. so intriguing, especially as podcasters, you're chasing the insights podcast and mine for cashing yeah. on camera or any podcaster. That is a really intriguing idea. And I'd love to have you back on sometime. We can dive into that. That is fantastic. One thing that we do on the show is we have a little segment called stop marketing. Like it's 1999 since I'm a big Prince fan. Okay. Yeah. So I would love to know uh, it could be related to NFTs or not. But what is something that is working for you right now to help you market yourself and market to market? Okay, I guess obviously NFTs is really early stage. And I think this is something that is going to enable that. But the other two tips that I do is one of them is the podcast. Like honestly, being a podcaster in the show, it is a great way to connect with your audience and to build your thought leadership and things as well. So podcast is a fantastic way to market uh, like it's not 1999. But the other one is if you think of converting a client, you think of somebody who is one of your prospective clients out there and they come to you and you've done your sales pitch to them and you're like, hey, this is what I have to offer. Here's all the features. Here's all the, here's the cost. It's low cost, blah, blah, blah. And they're still on the fence about working with you. Most of the time they'll come up with objections and they'll say, well, I'm just not sure of the price. And then you're tempted to lower the price. I'm going to stick to my guns. So they talk about the price or they talk about, oh, it just might be too much of a time investment or it might be this or it might be that or they come up with all these objections. None of those objections are real, right? The price is not real. That's not a real objection because if they knew the breakthrough they'd have with you, they would pay anything for that. If they knew what life was like on the other side of working with you, then it wouldn't be an issue at all. They'd pay twice, three times, four times, 10 times what you're charging them. In reality, what they're really saying is, I don't know what's on the other side of this decision. I don't know what's on the other side of me saying yes to you. So one of the things I'm a big believer on is show them behind the curtains. And for me, that means uh, I do these things. I do free strategy calls. So I just say to anyone who wants uh, clarity on marketing, clarity on PR, communications, or NFTs, anything like that, they can just book half an hour with me. Now, I can guarantee you in that half an hour, I will give them the clarity they need because I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for way too long. But at the end of that, I don't even have to sell to them. I don't generally, nine, nine times out of 10, I don't turn around and say, and here's what I offer. They turn around and say, hey, what's it like working with you? Can I sign up? And it's because you've shown them what's on the other side of that decision. 
I'm showing them how empowering I am. I'm showing them I'm not condescending, that I actually can teach them in a way that they can understand. I can give them really creative clarity where they're like, I never saw this and it was right in front of me the whole time. So for them, it's a no brainer. I'm a huge fan of letting people see behind the curtains, letting them see what it's like working with you, whether that's webinars, five day challenges, whether that's masterclasses or free strategy calls. Just get out there and get in front of that audience and they'll want to convert. I have found works for me too. As you were just yes. describing that, I thought that's exactly my experience more often than not is yeah. I just am open and I show people behind the scenes Yeah, and I don't really have to find myself selling very often. Yeah. Unless, so, unless you're yeah. like, if anyone out there is a real jerk and they're not very personable and they look weird, then maybe don't show up live with them and go, Hey, I'm trying to help you. No, what I'm saying is for all of you, you have something to offer right? People want what you have to offer. They want to work with you because you're all awesome, but you just need to show them what's on the other side of that. It's relatively simple. Yeah. I love it. Vince, this is just uh, fantastic. What a great conversation. We'll have to have you back and we'll talk Definitely. more about NFTs as it relates to podcasting and some of yeah. the strategies you mentioned at the end of this interview, but this has been fantastic. And I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Plouffe and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPlouffe.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cash In On Camera is a production of Cheryl Plouffe Media.